Hi, this is Heather Bonham, and you are listening to the Midlife Best Podcast, and this is episode 084. Today on episode 84, I'm still talking about the book that I'm going to do for the next book club, and it hasn't started yet, but... I'm so excited. So before I get to that, I just want to remind you, you can always email me. It's heather at midlifebest.com and just share your thoughts. Give me your feedback. Let me know that you bought the new book already because I do want to get started and that book is going to be How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. So I am excited and let me tell you, I, I didn't even do another Facebook Live about this. I need to do one at some point. Um, but I bought a new copy of the book, as I said last week. So if you missed that episode announcing that I am bringing the book club back, um, I announced the book. I talked about my reasoning. I did that as a Facebook Live. And then the audio... It wasn't processing or something, so I just went ahead and made a new podcast. Then later, it did save on Facebook, so you can actually go to the Midlife Best page and watch that announcement if you want to, Um, but bottom line is that it just kind of seemed meant to be that I do this book at this time, and I just got really excited about it, and I, I started thinking about here is this book that has been around for over 80 years and it's amazing that it still has so much impact it's still so well known and and talked about so much and recommended on all these book lists things that you have to read if you're in business or sales or things that you have to read if you're going to do public speaking or work with people which really everyone works with people in one capacity or another, right? And so I started just looking through the book, looking through all the information that's in there. And on my commute, I started listening to the audiobook. Now I have listened to it before. I don't know if I've listened to the whole thing. I've had it a long time. Um, but the last couple days, I've been in the car a lot, just doing this and that, errands, of course, to and from work. Um, but then like uh, today at work, we had a teacher's conference day. So we were in meetings, but I was going to a couple of different buildings. I had an, I, we had a breakfast at my building, and then I drove to another building for the morning session, and then a different building for the afternoon session. So I was driving all over town and then came home and had errands to run. So I spent a lot of time in the car. And what happens when I use my car time wisely is that I can actually, and, and you might be surprised if you try this, I can get a lot of a book listened to just in a couple of days of doing my normal driving around. And so I got through maybe an hour or probably an hour and a half um, today and maybe today and yesterday of this book. And anyway, I know and I, I can see why this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, has been around for so long. And let me reiterate, if you didn't hear it last week or if you are hearing it for the second time today, I'm just going to say it again. This book is going to be game changing for some people listening. 
I really believe that. And I'm telling you, if you work with people, you need this book. But not just work with people at your job. I mean, in any capacity, as a spouse, as a parent, in your church, in your community, with your neighbors, with people at the grocery store, um, seriously. Do not have a narrow view of, and I did say some of this last week, but don't have a narrow view of what sales is or publicity or things that you might think are a certain job type. They're not. As a teacher, as a parent, as a wife, I am in sales even when I'm doing stuff that has nothing to do with sales because we are always trying to communicate and help people understand where we're coming from. And yes, we are often trying to change other people's minds or convince them to do something that we think is right or not do something that we think is wrong. Um, I mean, this is election time here across the country, but, um, you know, here where I live, and I'm sure it's true where you live too, there have been signs up in yards. There have been phone calls. I don't like the robocalls. I'm going to say that right now. Um, but there has, there's been so much junk mail. Oh, the junk mail. But it's all about communicating and changing people's minds and convincing them of benefits that they might not be aware of or of detriments that, you know, could be something that they need to know. Pluses and minuses, right? But we're also always trying to convince ourselves of things. And and here's the thing. This book, just in listening to some of the stories, um, it's really made me think. It's made me think even about my teaching practice so much. And I haven't even gotten that far into the book, you know, with the book study, I'm just getting ready to present this material to my listeners. And wow, talking about catching more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. I mean, that's something we all know, but kindness goes farther. In, In just the intro, he's talking about how people will do things for you out of either being rewarded or complimented on a good job or because they're afraid they're going to get yelled at for doing a poor job. Now think about this if you have employees, if you have a boss. It, if, you, if we are complimenting people and building them up, they're doing things for the right reason. If we are constantly tearing people down for the mistakes that they're making, then they might maybe comply out of fear or out of shame or out of having their feelings hurt, but they're not going to do it when your back is turned. They're not going to do the right thing. And they're not going to do the right thing because they want to. They're going to do the right thing every minute that you're hovering over them. And wow, that's getting to me as a teacher. You know, I don't want my students to behave because they think that I'm going to get mad. And I'm there right now at this point of the year with a few students and a few classes. It's, you know, it's turning into they're not turning in work. And they might turn it in if they think they're going to fail. Or if I make a phone call home. Or if we have a parent-teacher meeting, which we had three this week. 
Um, and that's not what I want. I mean, I want them doing the work because they see the value in it. Now, I know that's not, that's ideal and it's not always going to happen because we know that this work is going to benefit them in the future and they, they may not get that right now. You know, so it doesn't always work that way, but, but still we will get farther if we reward people and show them the value of whatever it is we have to offer and whether that is actual sales or whether that is you want your kids to help make dinner or whether that is you and your spouse um, you know, don't agree on an expense and you want them to understand your point of view. It's always like the costs and the benefits kind of thing, but benefits are really where we we have, and Anthony Robbins talks about this too, and I'm not that familiar with all of his work, but you know, we, so many psychologists and so many other people say this, not just personal development um, writers, but we do things to avoid pain and we do things to gain pleasure, but really we have drives in us to make us want to do well and want to be successful and want to do the right thing. Um, and when people feel like they can't, that's a huge problem. So it's just really interesting. And this book is, is making me think a lot and realize how timeless it truly is. And so I really want you to go ahead and get this book. If if you can get it now, get it as soon as you can and just go through the intro, go through the background of the book. I encourage you to look it up and just read a little bit about this. One thing that I did not realize is this book was not written in just like one sitting or a year. It actually grew and built over time based on feedback from people who were involved in in seminars um, that the author was giving. He was giving seminars in New York City um, in the early, I think it started in the early 1920s that he was giving these seminars and then wrote this book based on what he couldn't find, based on material that really wasn't out there. And so it was, uh, it was something that started, he said it started as um, notes and like a, a paper and a pamphlet, and it just kind of grew into this book. Um, but even the stories, I just want to share the one really powerful story that if you don't even do the book club, just think about this because it'll really stick with you. That and I believe this is a true story that the the man and the woman um, in this story were were married couple, and she was part of a ladies group at church, and she was involved in this ladies group that was looking at personal development and how to improve themselves. And she came home one day and she said to her husband. I, for my women's group, I need you to tell me, write down six things that you think I need to change about myself. And the husband thought, well, I can think of six things pretty easily, but she can probably think of a thousand things about me that she would also like to change. And he thought about it 
And instead of doing what she had asked him to do, the next day he had his wife sent roses, six roses. And he said on the card something to the effect, I'm, I don't want to quote it wrong, but something to the effect of, I can't think of anything about you that I would change. You're perfect just the way you are. And he had those sent to her and he didn't do as she had asked, which was, you know, tell me things that are are wrong about me so I can improve myself. And he said when they went to church then the next week, of course, people were saying to him, she had gone back and told her ladies group what had happened and people were saying to him, that's the nicest thing. That's the most wonderful thing. And, and how he could have easily given her criticisms and we could all easily give each other criticisms and we could absolutely give ourselves criticisms. And yes, sometimes I do think we need correction in order to grow and certainly the students do. And certainly our children do. And yes, sometimes even as spouses, you know, there are times when we need to help somebody get back on track. However, that life impact that he made on her by giving her those roses and saying, you're, you're wonderful. You don't need to change. That impacted not only her, but her friends. And frankly, they probably were a little jealous, but other church members, you know, other people in their community by learning about that thing that he did and how that kindness was so powerful, but also people were surprised by it. And if this happened 80 to 90 plus years ago, I, you know, I can't imagine that it's any different now. And it's probably less frequent that we would say nice things like that to each other. I think um, I was talking to one of my administrators um, and I was telling her, she and I were talking about students and we were talking about communication and how so many kids now don't spend a lot of time talking with adults or even with each other. Uh, because they spend so much time on social media and on their phones and things like that, not only do they lack the really good communication skills one-on-one, interpersonal skills face-to-face, but also they that, that's why we have things like online bullying and, and harsh things going on. And I was telling her, I went online to a free webinar that was being promoted by a really well-known individual um, in, I'll just say in career development, all right? I don't want to say who it was or anything, but it was it was a free online seminar, and they were selling a program, but they gave away a lot of really good free content. I mean, really good, really good free content. Uh, a online webinar with a, a guest speaker who's an expert, and a free booklet, an ebook, you know, just for attending. I mean, they gave away some really, really good content. Okay. So on this free webinar, there was a, a, like a chat box where people could ask questions and leave comments. 
And I was telling my assistant principal this because it was the day after when I was speaking with her. And I said, hey, I went to this thing last night. I mean, talking about how the students don't interact properly with each other sometimes. But then, you know, because online people are so nasty. And I said, here's an example. So I'm telling her I was at at this webinar the other evening. And um, well, the night before when I spoke with her, people got nasty, mean in this chat room cursing, saying, why doesn't the presenter get to the point? I can't believe he's wasting our time. And then someone else, I, really, you, and they were, they were saying, well, if you don't like it here, it's just a free webinar. You can click out and leave. And this woman was really cursing, um, typing, you know, typing it in the text box thing and the chat box. And saying basically that, you know, the content was worthless and blah, blah, blah. And then someone else was chiming in and saying, well, this is a Christian webinar. And the one person was saying, no, it's not. It's a business webinar. And then they were going, I was, I couldn't really believe that people were acting like this in a free webinar free content, giving us all kinds of value if we had any interest in this particular topic. And people were just being awful. But it's because they were anonymous. They didn't know each other. And as my administrator was saying to me, she said, I, she said that's unbelievable that professional adults were acting that way. But it's not unbelievable because that's the world we live in right now. And she said, and I said, well, the thing is, the facilitator had to shut down the chat for a period of time because people were getting that bad. And this is all while the, while, while the live webinar is going on, right? But she was saying, I mean, this is the problem we have. If people were in a room with each other and learned how to act and how to communicate, they would never say those things, right? They never would. And that's where... It is, we live in a a weird world right now. That's a tongue twister. We live in a weird world right now because people feel anonymous. They feel unimportant and unnoticed, but then they also feel free to say these horrible things to other people um, that are very hurtful. And it was just, you know, it's gosh, it's like an, uh, an interesting but awful experiment in psychology. But all of that to say, this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, is all about people's skills, interpersonal skills, face-to-face skills. We need them, whether we're face-to-face or not. Our children need them. The people that we impact in our lives, in our jobs. If you have a job where you're serving coffee to people, you impact their day, especially if you see them early in the morning, right? Um, you impact their day. You, ha- you don't know the impact that you might have. Everyone is going through something at some time. And we all have to be aware of the fact that what we do and say and 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 how we act is very impactful. You know, today I was, I said I had meetings. Um, we didn't have students today, so we had meetings. And I was in this group, we were working on curriculum, and I was thinking, 
And so I'm thinking, I'm kind of in deep thought. And one of the other people, the, a lady at, at my table was saying, are you, because of the expression on my face, she said, are you, are you not agreeing with what, where this is, you know, where this is going? Like, are you, do you want to, are you want to throw in some thoughts? Like what's going on? Cause by my face, I was concentrating and I said, no, I said, really? And I was kind of like having mixed feelings about they're changing some curriculum. And, you know, of course, teachers are always going to have thoughts and opinions on stuff. I really think it's going to be good in the end. But I guess what was going on in my head was this whole narrative of how does this affect my students? And okay, how is my teaching going to adjust to what's happening? And I, it really wasn't that, oh, I want to change what they're doing or I really didn't have anything to add but I I realized that sometimes when I'm thinking and I'm really intense my face might tell a story that I'm either upset or disagreeing and it was just interesting that she picked up on it and it was good that she picked up on it and I actually felt because I didn't she teaches at a different school than I do so we don't work together I felt very acknowledged And when she said that, I don't really know this woman. I have to tell you, I felt, I felt acknowledged. I felt respected. And I, I like, I felt like, oh, I like this lady because she noticed this expression and I, there were maybe six to eight of us in this, the particular small group we were in that we were working together. And, um, I felt really good that she wanted to make sure that if I needed to contribute something or even disagree with whatever was going on in the group at that moment, that like, that I had that opportunity to do so. Now, if as a professional adult, if I need that sometimes, that that validation or that respect um, and that opportunity to say what I need to say, if I need that in that setting where I'm pretty comfortable you know, in a teaching setting, how much does everyone else need the same thing all day long, everywhere they go? And how many times are people out of their comfort zone or going through something really difficult where they won't speak up or they don't know if they can speak up? And, and we need to strengthen our interpersonal skills so that we have the savvy and the awareness to be able to acknowledge other people because it felt good to be acknowledged. And I want to be able to do that. And I want to do a better job of that in my life. And, um, and how to win friends and influence people is not, it's not a book about just necessarily getting your way. I mean, it's not like a, a magic thing where you can make everyone do what you want them to do. It really is about people's skills and, um, he even talks in the the very beginning about you know, not just flattering people just to use empty words and hot air because that honestly doesn't last. People know that that's not genuine. And he said, some people will grasp onto that because they're just, they're so hungry for any kind of encouragement that they'll grasp onto pretty much anything that someone says to them. Uh, but for the most part, it, it needs to be genuine and real and based in something true. So, yeah, 
that all of that is just my take from the very beginning of the book. And I that's why I said at the beginning of this episode, wow, I think we're really in for a ride with this book. I am excited. I know, I just know that it's the right book at the right time. And I still haven't figured out when exactly I'm going to do these episodes or what that's going to look like. But I'll tell you this, um, get the book (laughs) and just get started and we'll figure all of that out as we go along. This is some powerful stuff. And this is some stuff that the world needs right now. And, um, and for all of us, if you're listening to a podcast called Midlife Best, then I assume that you have some life experience and I assume that you have some job experience and you've been around enough to know that some people are spreading good things and some people are not. And we need to be the ones who are making a difference and who are doing the right thing. And, um, and it will benefit us career wise, job wise, business wise. Um, but it will benefit our families. It'll benefit our loved ones having this kind of knowledge, um, and then being able to apply it and not just having it as just head knowledge, but really as life skills. I always need that. I always need to improve myself. And like I said, even though a lot of this is stuff that I've heard before, um, we're going way deeper than just a superficial overview. And, and so for me, even though, yeah, I've heard these things and I know these things, but even as a parent and, and in my teaching practice with young people, it is so easy for us to be critical and for us to find fault. And, um, I'm, I'm really going to work this week just on one thing and that's looking for the positive and acknowledging the positive and whether that's my husband, my kids, my students, my coworkers, um, I'm going to be looking for the positive. Uh, and and I encourage you to do the same. That'll be our beginning focus is just before we even really get into the book material, let's look for the positive and see what we can find that's good and build from that. So with that, that's the pre-intro, I guess, to How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. But please get the book and... I'm enjoying the audio and then I'm going to be taking a lot of notes and writing within the hardback copy itself. So that's your assignment for this week. All right. So with that, have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon.